We are uh, continuing our series in this theme of one anothering, of how we uh, treat and interact with one another. We find ourselves with uh, show hospitality to one another. And, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about what that means. Some of the, the ideas that you have coming into your head, I think, are uh, oftentimes uh, fairly accurate, how you think about hospitality. But we're going to talk about the fact that it does extend beyond you know, having people into your home and a meal. I think that's a big part of it oftentimes. But uh, I'll reiterate, the, uh, it's, it's the opportunity tomorrow to go canoeing, which is the, the better option, um, or to the, to, uh, the dunes. Um, we, we love the sensibles, but they've just chosen the wrong thing. But if you want to hang out, just kind of share life together, that's part of what hospitality is. And this is super, you know, this is the first time we, this is not a church event, but it's like, oh, let's let people know if you want to go and hang out with us, then, uh, then please do. They're both good opportunities to share some life together. Um, there is this question of what comes to mind when you think about hospitality. Uh, and uh, I had a, a, a lot of things that came uh, to my mind. I, I, I think about I think um, that my wife does a great job of inviting people uh, into life and into our home. I think that uh, that when we came to Indy, even when we first were here, uh, we got invited into people's homes and we felt really welcomed. Uh, I think all of us have uh, experiences of. Uh, oftentimes what comes to mind is being in other people's homes. I mean, kids think about, are there, are there friends' homes or families' homes that you've been in that you enjoy uh, being in, being with uh, those people, or, or they have fun things to do, like they have games to play, or they have a trampoline, or, uh, you know, whatever, whatever they, they might have. Um, we, we think about what it looks like to be welcomed into the homes of, of other people. Um, and, and I think that's appropriate. Uh, one of the things that came to mind for me immediately was my, my parents' home. And uh, I feel like they, just for my whole life, really welcomed people in well. And when, we, when they sold the house, they were there for almost 40 years. And I, I posted the, um, the link to, I guess, the, the realtor's site and, uh, on Facebook. And I had a ton of people uh, comment on uh, how sad it was because they had so many good experiences there. So I have that example uh, uh, before me that's always been uh, encouraging. But uh, they, they had a, a place that could welcome a group, could, could welcome some folks in. Uh, but we also, when we moved to New York City, uh, we had a very different uh, experience. Faces at a premium there. People's style is very different. Um, uh, we, we talked about, but I mean, it, was, it was great, but it felt more like being in an Ikea in most people's homes. It's just, you know, the Southern style has a little bit more, probably just more going on, right? Uh, and a lot of people, like our kids debate over which they like better, which style they like better, right? But it's very different, and the spaces were small, and yet we felt very welcomed into people's homes, into people's lives. And sometimes it was... Uh, welcomed into their lives by meeting them for a meal somewhere. So it wasn't even in their home. Uh, but people took advantage even of small spaces, of things. It didn't have to look a particular way, right? And so uh, as we talk about this idea of showing hospitality, I, I want you to, in your mind, as we use this language, think about more than just having people into your home, though it's certainly appropriate to think about that. There's a, there's a lot 
that can go into this idea of hospitality. And I want you to hold the big picture of uh, sharing life, of welcoming people into our lives and homes in order to serve them and care for them. And, and that can play out in a number of different ways. We'll talk about some of those. Uh, but that's this idea. And so we're going to be asking the what, the how, uh, how does it play out, and the why. Why do, why do we do it? Um, so let me pray for us and, and we'll dive in. Lord, I pray that you would remind us of your hospitality to us and that that would fill us in such a way that we are able to be hospitable with one another and with those uh, outside of our, uh, our groups. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, the, the, the what, I've already begun to, begun to talk about this, the what of hospitality, of, of again, welcoming people in to our homes and lives in, in order to, to serve them. The, the Greek word uh, philoxenos uh, has the idea of both friend and stranger. It's, it's the idea of uh, treating a stranger as a friend, of, of drawing them in to your life. And so we're, we're thinking about to showing hospitality is what does it look like to welcome others into our lives? And we have some of those ideas. There's this clear understanding of just hospitality without a lot of definition throughout Scripture. In Titus and 1 Timothy, we find one of the requirements for elders is that he be hospitable, uh, able to welcome folks in, essentially. Um, and it's helpful for us to think, uh, in these terms, what does it look like for us? How does it play out uh, for us? And I think that welcoming is the key. We, we'll, I'll refer a little bit to Romans fifteen seven, uh, as we've seen over this course of the one anothering series. There's a lot of overlap in the different calls to treat the way we treat one another. And uh, Romans fifteen seven is welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you. And uh, that fits in here with 1 Peter chapter 4 of showing hospitality uh, to one another, that, uh, that we're able to do that in all kinds of ways. So it, it, it might be that we, we have, uh, you, you know, um, you might have the conversation of, does your home allow you to have a lot of people in, or are you good at throwing parties, or that kind of thing? And those are appropriate questions to ask. Uh, and different people are gifted in those ways. But the question is, with what we have, are we able to welcome people in? And we can use all kinds of spaces and all kinds of things in, life, in our lives to welcome people in. It might be, uh, again, me- meeting somebody for lunch, that we interact with people uh, outside the home, at a restaurant. That's, that could be hospitality. It might be going on a walk with somebody. It might be meeting for coffee. It might be watching a show or a sporting event together or playing a game. Uh, we're gonna, we'll, we'll see in a moment that I do think the, the idea of sharing a meal together is this biblical theme that we find. Uh, and we'll see that in the book of Luke. But it, it's, it's much more than that as well. And I think it's helpful to recognize that uh, sometimes the, the meal part, we have to step into the awkwardness of different diets that people have. Uh, and that it can be a struggle both for hosting or being hosted and those kind of things. We have to recognize those things. And my encouragement is to, to step into those and into the awkward situations in order to invite people into uh, to one another's lives, to share together, to serve one another, and to think about what it might look like. One of the things that I've, we've loved about Indianapolis is we both felt very welcomed early on 
And, and there's this desire in the city in general to be welcoming to one another. So porch parties. Uh, you might have heard about porch parties. Uh, and we, we live in this place where there are a lot of front porches where our gathering space happens open to other people. Go hang out in your backyard. I'm not saying you can't hang out in your backyard. But there's a benefit to being out front and welcoming people to to be able to say hi to folks and to invite them to come up onto uh, your porch. That's one of the things that we see in Indy that's been really encouraging. And that's just one of the ways that we are able to practice hospitality, engaging people in that way. I I think it's also helpful to note, we were reminded again and again and again, that when we see the call to do any number of things in the scripture, it's almost always to the people of God. So you might think, I know somebody who's really gifted at hospitality to find in these particular ways of throwing a party or they're a, a good cook or whatever it might be. And that's not really me. I'm an introvert and I don't fit in this way. We're reminded that when we find commands in scripture, this show hospitality, it's to the plural you, it's to the body of Christ. We use one another. That hospitality is something that we actually do together. That it's not, it's not just, okay, you, uh, it's an, as an individual, practice hospitality. Everything we're called to in the Christian life, we're called to do together. So we're relying on the gifts of others. So if you think about it as inviting people, the aspect of inviting people into your home, look at the people around you. <laughs> And join with them to invite somebody else into your life, to share uh, an experience uh, together. Uh, learn from one another and, and share the burden of, of, of opening your home or your life or your front porch or your backyard or your time to go on a walk or whatever it might be, right? Uh, that we would recognize this is something, hospitality is something that we do together, I think it's also important to note then that we as a church, the question becomes for us, what does it look like for us to welcome people in? So not only just in your life at home and inviting people into your home, but to think about what is somebody's experience when they are a visitor and they walk in to the super awkward entrance of SECS to come worship with us. Like, where do I go? What do I do? Like, uh, it's at the corner of Shelby and Pleasant, but there's no door on Shelby or Pleasant. I've got to, you know, I mean, it's, it's this weird thing. What does it look like for somebody to walk in and to think about somebody else's experience? You know, just practically speaking, uh, would you be willing to serve on a team that would welcome folks, that would uh, help set up and welcome people into the church? Uh, what are the ways that we welcome people uh, in, to this body, to the people uh, of God? Are we hospitable as a church? Are we hospitable on our blocks? Are we hospitable in our lives? This is for one another. There's certainly a call to be hospitable, show hospitality to one another. He's talking to the body of Christ. But we also find that we're called to, to show hospitality to strangers. Hebrews 13, 2 uh, calls us to not neglect showing hospitality to strangers that some have entertained angels unaware. But it, and it doesn't say you're going to know who, who it is you're serving. There's a call to serve those, to invite strangers in, that, that idea of making a stranger a friend. Uh, and so we're, we're thinking about this um, in the body of Christ, how we relate to one another, but how we relate to others as well. Uh, Christians, non-Christians, neighbors, friends, family, co-workers, all, all of these things. And, and the reality that generous hospitality changes lives. 
we, we ultimately, we, we want people to know Jesus and to walk with him. And, uh, and we, we talk about, you know, existing for those who aren't a part of our body. We, we think about the call to see the gospel move forward uh, in our lives, but also in the lives of others. And one of the ways that happens is through generous hospitality. That, uh, I mean, the reality is there are probably a lot of people that we know that uh, might think that the idea of following Jesus is, is crazy. And, and some of that is because they don't know somebody who uh, seems like a, a reasonable person that believes these things. So just to engage in relationship uh, with those who uh, would have those ideas just breaks down the plausibility structures that folks have that think only crazy people follow Jesus. So just inviting them into your home, inviting folks into relationship, uh, if they know that you love and follow Jesus, it begins to uh, make it plausible for them to believe these things. Um, some of you guys may uh, be aware of Rosaria Butterfield, um, who was not a follower of Jesus. She was the chair of the queer studies program at Syracuse and uh, living uh, in a same-sex relationship. And she began to engage this pastor, the pastor and his wife, and they invited her regularly into their home, knowing that they disagreed about um, sexual ethics. And they just practiced generous hospitality. And over time, she began to engage the gospel and she became a Christian. And she began to then ask the question of the implications for her life. And she has written many books and she has tells her story that's uh, really a, a uh, encouraging story, but she was changed by generous hospitality. Uh, that was what invited her into relationship with Jesus, seeing that from others. Um, and she, she writes a book uh, called The Gospel Comes with a House Key. Pretty evident uh, what this means. It's like the gospel comes with hospitality. It comes with uh, generous hospitality uh, for others, encouraging us to engage in those, even with whom we, we disagree with uh, love and care, welcoming folks into our lives. So we begin to ask the question, what are ways that we can be hospitable as individuals, as families, as a church? What are ways that we can be more welcoming, uh, drawing people in uh, to our lives? Uh, I think the second question is, how does this play out? A little bit deeper, uh, it, it's, it, we could say what on a little bit deeper, uh, deeper level, but how does it play out is the question that we're asking. Because we, we could encounter really beautiful hospitality in all kinds of communities, in, in, in communities of, of people who don't uh, follow Jesus, often centered around shared interests, Shared commitments. It might be. Uh, it might be just because folks live in a in the same neighborhood, or they're of the same political persuasion, or there are all kinds of things that draw people together. Everyone wants community. We're created for community. That's the reality, right? But what we find here in First Peter chapter four, what we find in Romans fifteen, what we find in all the scriptures, there's something deeper going on with the hospitality that we're called to uh, in Christ, and that is, it's more than just being in a relationship centered around shared uh, interests. Uh, in fact, there's a recognition that there are gonna be incredible differences. And there's gonna be, in, in fact, there's gonna be conflict because of sin. And so that this call for hospitality comes in light of the fact that there are, 
going to be those differences and those conflicts. Look at uh, verse, starting with in verse uh, 7 and then moving to 8. Um, let me look at 8 first. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sin. So there's this recognition that forgiveness and stepping into the weaknesses of others, recognizing our own weaknesses at the same time, means that to to enter into hospitality is to enter into hospitality with folks that it might be difficult to be hospitable to. That's part of the gospel call of hospitality. Uh, It is, as we've talked about throughout the one anothering uh, series, it's true that, that we have our own brokenness and sin, that we are going to hurt one another, that we're going to be hurt. And even in that, we are called to be hospitable to cover sin, to forgive, to love folks uh, in that way. But ultimately, that we would be able to move one another toward Jesus. There is this ultimate goal of of desiring folks to to move toward Jesus. Whether they know him or not, we, we want to move folks closer to Jesus. We want to be moved closer to Jesus ourselves. We we talk about it in theological terms as sanctification, being made more like Jesus, growing in our relationship uh, with him. And and that is the ultimate goal of our lives and so of our relationships and our our hospitality. And don't don't hear what I'm not saying. I think we're talking ultimate goals and desires here. So ultimate motives, not ulterior motives. We're not trying to hide something and uh, spring it on somebody. Oh, I'm glad you came over to my, my house. Now let me... Uh, sell you on this Jesus thing. No, it's just loving people. Uh, There's a great illustration uh, on this idea of ultimate motives versus uh, ulterior motives. If someone, you know, they're in elementary school and they decide, I want to play in the NBA. And so they begin to work hard and they play basketball and they train through elementary school, junior high, high school, they play in college. Uh, They they, want to get to the NBA and they may or may not get there. There's value in all the steps in between. So it's not just uh, I'm playing basketball in junior high or high school because uh, you guys and all that I'm playing with are just serving me to get to my goal. No, it's you have the opportunity to be a part of something that's valuable in and of itself. Relationship and hospitality is valuable in and of itself. It's, it's, it's not based upon this uh, it's not contingent upon some particular outcome that we desire, even if we ultimately want people to know and love Jesus and walk with them. There is value in all hospitality that we experience. And uh, we want to, to step into that and uh, enjoy that hospitality together. And to do so, we live out the gospel. We overlook sin. We forgive what is broken. We step into the fact that hospitality is sometimes going to be difficult. Show hospitality without grumbling. We, we, we at times think hospitality is difficult because, one, I'm really busy. And it takes work to invite somebody into my life sometimes. Uh, and so we sit with that reality. That, that might be why we're grumbling. Or we're grumbling because people are hard. And to show hospitality to people is difficult because uh, there is conflict in the midst of that. But that's, to, that's assumed. Romans 15, 7 says, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you. Back in verse 1, uh, Paul had, had noted that we are to overlook the failures, to, to, uh, to, to bear with the failures of other people. That means that people will fail us, and yet we still welcome them. 
Because that's what Jesus did with us. Because Jesus welcomed us when we had failed. And so we're called to recognize that there are differences, that there is brokenness, and we're still called into that generous hospitality with one another. And it can be challenging. And I do think that this is one of those places where this is not the solution to all the problems in the world, but it is oftentimes the place to start. So if we think about uh, conversations that we have about race and, and racism, uh, we can recognize that there is prejudice and racism that has entered into our, uh, our systems and our institutions. And we're, we don't just fix that with a meal, but we got to start with, if, if we haven't started with engaging people in relationship that are different than us, whether that's uh, ethnically or racially different or politically different, then, then we can't expect to overcome the divides that, uh, that we find all around us. One of the places to, to begin is to say, let's enter into a relationship over a meal, over a walk, over coffee, whatever it, it, it might be. What are the ways that we uh, in, intend to engage in that hospitality? It does start with those kinds of relationships. So that we would dive into the gospel with one another, forgiving sin, overlooking the brokenness, stepping into the difficulty of it, uh, and then finding the beauty of relationship, the beauty of both welcoming others and being welcomed in ourselves. The question then becomes, why do we do this? Why do we uh, engage in hospitality? If it is difficult, if it is going to uh, push us to, to grumble, if it is going to push us to difficult places, why, why do we do it? Verse 10 here in 1 Peter 4 uh, shows us that, reminds us of where this comes from. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. He just said, show hospitality to one another because you're stewards of the grace of God. The grace of God has been poured out upon you. Romans 15, 7 says, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you. And, and that, that order is key. We have received the grace of God. We have been welcomed by Christ. And so then we welcome others. We, we cannot reverse that order. We cannot say, if I serve others, if I'm hospitable, if I'm welcoming, then God will be gracious to me. Then God will love me. Then God will care for me. That's legalism. That's missing the gospel completely. The why we do this is because we've been welcomed. We've been invited into a, a, a meal. We're going to come to the table later, this family meal that we share together, that Christ has invited us into, and then he sends us out to others. This is the way that Christ has engaged us. We, we see it even, this idea of hospitality. Uh, we see it through the book of Luke. I referred to this, referenced this uh, earlier. Um, this is a great book. I encourage you. Uh, this is one of the ways I think we do hospitality. It's called A Meal with Jesus. And uh, it just gives this outline of the book of Luke. And uh, Luke seven thirty four tells us what the Son of Man, this reference to the coming Messiah that we find from the book of Daniel that is fulfilled in Jesus, the Son of Man came eating and drinking. That's what Luke seven thirty four tells us. Uh, we find Luke 5, Jesus eats with tax collectors and sinners at the home of Levi. Luke 7, Jesus is anointed at the home of Simon the Pharisee during a meal. 
Chapter 9, Jesus feeds the 5,000. Chapter 10, he eats in the home of Martha and Mary. Chapter 11, he condemns the Pharisees and teaches the law at a meal. Chapter 14, he's at a meal when he urges people to invite the poor to their meals rather than their friends. Chapter 19, he invites himself to dinner with Zacchaeus. Chapter 22, we have the Last Supper. Chapter 24, the risen Christ has a meal with two disciples in Emmaus and later eats fish with the disciples. Uh, Robert Karras says that in Luke's gospel, Jesus is either going to a meal, at a meal, or coming from a meal. There's this, this actual kingdom picture uh, that we celebrate each week of a meal uh, representing relationship and connection. And that is a significant way that we engage in hospitality. Uh, it's the example that Jesus set for us. Welcoming and being welcomed into relationship, into the lives of other people. And because Jesus lived in that way for us, what he brought is, again, the Lord's Supper. He brought forgiveness of sin. He brought a welcoming into his family, a welcoming into relationship with him. He gave us his grace. He forgave our sin so that we might have relationship with him and relationship with one another. It is the motivation to enter into hospitality ourselves, and it is also the power it's that recognition that, that we're tempted to grumble because of all the ways that it's difficult, the logistics of actually doing it, and then uh, the, the difficulty of engaging with people, as it can be difficult, right? And yet, we're able to do that because of what he's done for us. So that as we live our lives, we have to eat meals, we should go on walks, we should do these things, just invite people in to join us in those uh, opportunities, to see the grace that we've been given to steward it to others. We need that from one another. Again, I encourage you to, to look around, look in front of you and behind you and to the left and to the right and recognize that everyone that you're seeing, they need that hospitality. You need it. I need it. We need those kinds of relationships. This is the way that the gospel plays out in our lives. It's the way that we're used to, to steward that grace to others, both in the church and outside the church, that we would care for others well, that we would welcome folks in to our lives and our homes because we have been welcomed in. And we celebrate the grace that Jesus has given to us by welcoming us into his family, into this body. Let me pray.